In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. This week I have been thinking a lot about my uncle. For much of his life he battled alcoholism and various other addictions. He completely neglected his son, wanting nothing to do with him. I wasn't even sure if he even wanted to have a son and to be a father. When, he would, when we would invite him to family gatherings, such as Thanksgiving dinner and to celebrate Christmas, he would always reject our invitation. And he must, he must rather spend time with his friends getting drunk and going out and getting into trouble. And then he would always call us to help him get out of the trouble that he was in. But through it all, he always maintained a special love for his mother, my, my grandmother, who was a dear woman. She was the one who, when I was five years old, told me that one day I would become a priest. But she had such a special love for her son. And whenever he would get into trouble, he would try, she would try to help him as best she could. And she would continually pray to God to help him turn his life around and that he would give his life for, to Christ. It is interesting that after my grandmother passed away, her prayers were answered by God. And my uncle stopped inv getting involved with drinking and getting drunk and his other addictions. He stopped hanging around the, the wrong crowd. He completely just stopped all of his immoral way of living. And he reestablished a relationship with his son. And he also became involved in the family. He became an active member of our family. It was truly amazing to see this transformation take place in his life. It was like he was a new person. But in order for him to change into this new person, he must first die of his old way of living. Oftentimes when we think of death, we view it as the end, a defeat, something to be feared, and we believe nothing good can come from it. This is why the words of Jesus confuse us and don't make sense to us when he says, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Now, our minds tell us that when something dies, how can, it, how can it possibly bear fruit? But as we look at our story for today, we see these Greek men come and they meet with the disciples because they, 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 they've heard about Jesus and the miracles that he was performing, and especially the raising of Lazarus from the dead. And they wanted to ask him questions and to get to know him better. But at first glance, Jesus' response to them seems a bit odd because he doesn't say yes or no to their request to meet with him. But instead, he immediately starts talking about the fact that in a couple days, he will give up his life and he will be crucified and he will rise again from the dead. 
If we think about this for a while and we reflect on his words, we will notice that what Jesus is saying is the answer to all of their questions. The cross is the answer to all of their questions. The cross is the reason why he came into this world. The cross is the reason why our sins are forgiven. The cross is the reason why we are adopted as children of God. The cross has defeated death so that we can have eternal life. The Lord also says things that make us confused when he, when he talks about this whole idea that those who love their life will lose it. We would think it's the opposite. We would think that those who hate their life would lose it. But no, he's talking about something much deeper and much spiritual. He's talking about the fact that those who are living in sin, those who are selfish, those who don't care about anyone else, those are the people who tend to love their life and to love the way they're living. And they, and they feel so bad when, when they're asked to let go of that life and to turn around and follow Christ. But this is what Christ is telling all of us to do. We must leave behind our way of, of living, all the sinful ways of, of things we've done in the past, our bad choices, the things we know in our heart that went against the will of God. The Lord is calling to leave behind those things and to follow him. Of course, this requires faith on our part. Because our way of living in sin is, what we, is the only thing we really know. And Jesus is going to lead us to a new place. A new place where we don't have no idea what's going to happen. But if we listen to our hearts... Our hearts are telling us that that is where we need to be. That where Jesus is leading us is far better than where we are right now. And where Jesus will take us is a place where we will finally have meaning, we'll have purpose, we will finally have that sense of peace that we have been pursuing for much of our life. Our life in Christ also allows us to be witnesses for him in the world. It provides for us a testimony because when we reflect on what he has done for us, especially what the cross has meant for our lives, it is a wonderful message that we can go out and just share with other people. We all know people in this world who are, are just lives are just turned upside down, who are desperate for help. They have lost all hope. And it is our job to go out to them and to tell them the good news of Jesus Christ and what the cross has meant for us. During this, during the season of Lent, this is a perfect time for us to reflect on our faith and to remind ourselves that God is good, that God is always there for us, especially in those difficult times in life. And that our Lord has given us truly a new life. I encourage you this day to remember that Christ's death was not a defeat. But instead, it was a victory for this whole world. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.